And welcome back to the Daily Autism radio show across these great radio stations all across the Gulf Coast of Florida, Tampa Bay, down into Sarasota. Of course, we're streaming worldwide, and you can catch us 24-7 at dailyautism.com. Dailyautism.com, all of our social media feeds are there. Um, Access to America's uh, Autism Hotline, all of our LinkedIn newsletters, everything, dailyautism.com. So we're back for another show. Going to get into a bunch of stuff today. You know, last week we talked about our introduction to autism and when Cal, our five-year-old, was, you know, originally diagnosed, actually pre-diagnosis. We got involved with early steps um, and we really started to kind of go down that path. And then, of course, we got the diagnosis. And so, you know, we're just going to pick up from little bits and pieces you know, in this, gosh, almost three years now. Yes, I can't believe it. Yeah. Three years. What a journey it's been. I know. And it's, you talk to special needs parents and, and especially parents who have kids who are autistic, and it both feels like 30 years. It also feels like three months. It's a very, it's a strange kind of a feeling, isn't it? Well, there's so much to learn. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. And it, you know, some things come, some things go, then they come back again. And you almost are sort of like, oh, wait a minute, we're back to, you know, self-harm or we're back to not eating this food or we're back to being scared of this, you know, and and then you're not all of a sudden. It's it's just uh, the dichotomy is is really strange. Yeah, it's moving forward and moving backwards at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. It's, again, you'll go through these periods, you're like, have I been here before or am I just imagining that we were here before? I'm not, I, know. I don't remember if we were really here before. I'll give you an example. And, you know, a lot of uh, parents of autism go through this. It's, you know, Cal loves the pool. He loves getting in the pool and he's always loved the pool. But then there's these little micro instances of like, I don't want to go in the pool, but I want to sit by the pool. And then once he does get in the pool, he loves the pool, doesn't want to get out of the pool. <laughs> it's like, I know. It's a roller coaster ride for sure. I feel like this last week and a lot of it is change of schedule with the school, you know, schools being out different therapy schedules and stuff like that. And then seeing the other kids home all day, which he wasn't used to. Uh, I have a feeling that that has a lot to do with it. Just the, the changing in schedule, you know, and you try to walk him through it. You try to prepare him for that, but uh, you can only do so much. Well, and we've kind of been told this whole journey with him. Um, whenever there's a change in schedule routine, it takes at least two weeks to like get on the right track. And, yeah. it, and it's real. It, I was going to say it's real and two weeks sometimes isn't enough, but you know, it just uh, kind of depends what it is, I think, um, you know, in relation to to what you're talking about. It does seem like the end of the school year is tough. Also, the holidays, you know, that break in the holidays, the holidays, spring break and then back to school. So, yeah, there's those moments, right? There's those moments where, you know, it's coming up. Big change is happening and uh, you have to prepare him. But you also <laughs> you also have to prepare, uh, prepare him, uh, you know, himself for that, too. So. Yeah, it is. It is weird. And, you know, three years and sometimes feeling like it was just yesterday. Other times remembering life without the autism diagnosis. That seems like it was, again, yesterday and forever ago. You know, it's you almost lose. Actually, you don't lose track of time, but the but the sense of time is much different. I feel like you have to kind of be living in the moment, you know? Yeah, I think, too, that's why it's important to keep, you know, keep close to those people who also understand you know, what you're going through. It's nice to make those connections, whether it be social media um, or just, you know, people that, you know, coworkers or maybe people in a support group, maybe people at like a church or something, because those people kind of understand, you know, and it's hard sometimes for, I mean, I mean, actually it's impossible 
for other people to say, well, I know I can't imagine, you know, and then for you, you're almost like, yeah, of course you can't imagine, you know, so it's, it is important to have some people in your network that do get it. Well, even by talking about this, it's relatable for people that are going through the situation because still, even with our own family members that don't live right here close to us that know what's going on, they still don't really get it. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And it's, um, you can spend a lot of time in the beginning of all of this. I mean, we went through that. And this is probably another show on its own, but trying to get grandparents on the same page. I think from what I've seen and heard, it's either very simple and easy or it's like impossible. It, it's not really in the middle. Well, and I do think um, as far as grandparents go, there's the ones that are super involved mm -hmm. and they're helping take the kid to school and they're right. like very involved because along with aut autism, there's a lot of change in schedules, um, your career you know, finances. And so you actually need that help. Otherwise, you're going to have to make big changes, you know? Yeah, big changes. And then sometimes, too, it can be frustrating going, hey, you know, you're, you know, my mom or dad and you're this child's grandmom or granddad and we need more from you. And it's just sometimes hard to understand. I think, too, at this moment in time of where we're at, you know, just how far autism, the research has come, all of the prevalence, there is a, a large group of people who don't understand it, but also don't want to understand it or believe the answer is simple. You know, we've heard this before. You, I mean, you see it all over social media. Well, there was no autism when I was growing up, and it's because of the devices. It's because of the video games. It's, you know what I mean? You have those people, and they tend to be, you know, at, at the grandparent age people that just kind of want to say, this is an easy fix you know, you've got to get them off the devices, off the video games, off this and that. And then in reality, that's obviously. That's you know, not what causes autism. Yes. No, that's, <laughs> um, you know, hey, listen, I'll tell you, there's definitely, um, you know, there's definitely a problem, I think, with um, parents these days. I sound like that guy, the parents these days. But it's not like the parents these days. It's just that there's so many easy things to do to, to, to chuck your kid an iPad or um, a PlayStation and let the PlayStation or the iPad go and parent them. And I think that's a terrible idea. So that happens a lot. But that's not autism. That's totally different. Right. Yeah. And I think um, along with autism and changing, and I think you said at the first show, like we're so new to this, but at the same time, we're like in it, mm -hmm. you know, because when he was diagnosed at three, I'm like, oh, this is what autism is. It looks very different now than it did when he was diagnosed. And now I, I tell people all the time, now, a couple of years in, I can actually see autism. Right. And it's not at all what I expected it to be. It's a lot harder, but we're also learning along the way. And I think as far as having grandparents around or not around, if they're not there to see it on a daily basis, it's very hard to describe what's going on with your child. Yeah. And, you know, listen, some grandparents, I think, too, they're hurt. They get upset emotionally, you know, I mean, for them, but also their kids who now have a child that, you know, has special needs. And so I think that they're wanting to figure out a... Um, a way to fix it, if you will. You know what I mean? A, a way to, oh, don't worry about it. We can make, you know, we can get this under control. So it's a lot easier, I think, to accept it if there is an easy way out. But right. of course, and so, you know, and I think that that's part of it. I think part of it is is pain. But at the same time, you know, I can't imagine another time in life where we've needed more support than now. Right. You know, and you need understanding. And there are times and a lot of families, a lot of parents go through it where the people that you would have bet money on, big money, that would have helped you that are in either denial or they just don't want to accept it or they're just relatively unaware. They're generally unaware of it. And 
and sometimes not willing to do the research, you know, because it can it can it can take you down. I mean, I mean, this is not supposed to be easy. And so, again, it's probably a whole nother show because uh, (laughs) I know I think a big thing is um, not being aware and the denial and, you know. Yeah, I I think, too, because that's and everyone wants their kid to be perfect. Right. You know. And and that's kind of like the initial thing that the parents go through. But 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 then when your parents and you're living with it every day, you do have to snap out quick and sort of get to work, you know. And then that's kind of where the, you know, being the person that's that's everybody says you know fighting for them. But it's not just fighting for them. It's at times speaking for them, listening for them, protecting them, advocate. I mean, it's the whole thing, you know. And so, we'll um. I'm going to write down that this is another show because I don't want to go too far, (laughs) but we really could do a lot. But it's kind of an interesting segue to where we're going next. You know, um, I I wanted to talk about because this is something that's really developed over the last few years since we got involved in the space from the diagnosis of, uh, of Cal. We have five kids and Cal is our youngest. He is five. But it's celebrities. And I'm talking about, you know, Hollywood celebrities who now many are starting to talk about their role as an autism parent, having autistic kids. And this was not something that was I had ever heard about before Cal was diagnosed. Just didn't hear about it. And I, I understand it from the from the, the celebrity, you know, first off, being a Hollywood celebrity's gotta just be, you know, a job in itself, right? Everybody wants to know your business, everybody wants to follow you around. They they want to know how much money you make, where you live, where you are, and everything like that. But then when it becomes, you know, so personal as to your family and especially your children, and then a special needs children, I, d- I definitely understand why, you know, they would want to keep that, keep that low and out of the public. But, you know, several now are coming out, they're talking about it. And I got to tell you, I just think it's great because it really does. And, and whether they realize it or not, there are normal folks like, like Mark and Melissa, us, <laughs> who, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's nice to hear a story from somebody that everybody knows and go, wow, I can actually relate to this person that I otherwise would have never believed I would have anything in common with. Right. You know? Well, and this is kind of like an isolating world. You know, nobody knows what you're dealing with unless you've experienced it. Right. You know, and it's very hard to describe. And I think, too, you know, there's moments, at least I had moments you know, you wondered if you if you did something wrong. Did you? I, don't, I mean, just think about you know. Did you th- did you take the wrong supplements? You know, while you were working out, did you eat too much of this or not enough of that? You know, did you cause this because you drank, you know, unfiltered water? You know what? I just 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 you go through all of that. I think a lot of people do, but then you you look at these people and you go, well, my gosh. I mean, these people, you know, they were treated to the best of the best in everything. You know, right. personal trainers, supplements, doctors, workouts, you know, you would imagine everything. And it um, it's something that that, you know, has affected them. So it's just somewhat of a like, OK, because I think it's easy to get down in a space and go, what did I do to deserve this? You know, right. what, what you know, and you don't stay there long, you know, at least at least I don't. But there's periods in your in your life where you just go, well, this is, you know. You have days where there's like three or four meltdowns. I mean, you know this, piled on top of one another. We had a, we had a kind of a rough one yesterday. Um, we did. I mean, this has gave me more patience than I ever thought I could possibly have. <laughs> like, you have to have a lot of patience, and you just have to be supportive of your child, a lot of love, you know? I think patience is the best. I was going back and forth on LinkedIn with somebody about that. 
and they were talking about kind of the superpowers that you develop being a parent to a child with autism. Patience would be right up there. Oh, my I mean, gosh. It's like number one. And you just, I, I mean, there is no hack. There is no easy way to do it. It's just what you have to do is in the beginning, you're going to, you will learn how impatience sets you and the rest of the family back, but you just have to go through it. You just got to have your impatient moments, but you'll learn pretty quick. I did. It's like, that is not helping anything. It is just not, you know, you used to go to work. Melissa owns a a hair studio in uh, Pinellas County. And, you know, so you work different times depending on when your clients need to get in and stuff like that. And, you know, there would be moments where Cal was having a, a meltdown or, you know, he's still not potty trained, and that becomes quite an issue at times because, um, you know, there's times where it doesn't stay in his diaper. I'll leave it at that. Um, and it can be a challenge and a mess. And I used to text you about it. I'm mean, like, you're not going to believe what's going on. You're not going to believe the the home is being taken over. I am losing control. And that was just because I was impatient, and I wanted to share it with somebody. You know, I thought, I need I need someone else who, who understands what's what I'm going through to, you know, but and I, I hated it. You hated it. And what I realized was is I was actually just doing it because I was so impatient and 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 upset and I just felt like I had no control. So it it was just I was doing it because I was frustrated. It was you were getting this, you're miles away. What could you do? And at the end of the day, really and most importantly, it wasn't helping cow out at all. So but you learn those things. You but you have to go through it. You know, you have to go through it. Well, and I say a lot um, for Cal, everybody's autism is different, but for Cal, a lot of it's behavior related. And so he'll have these moments where his behavior is not the best, but we do not discipline him because what he's doing, he is not doing it on purpose. You know, he doesn't know how to express himself. So we're very calm. We talk through it. And a lot of the things we do now with him is we tell him to take a deep breath. Which has been great, by the way. I mean, it's really working. I, mean, I know. I know. Even yeah. at bedtime when it's like time to take his iPad, I like tell him to take a deep breath and he goes. <sighs> yeah, it, it's <laughs> and he'll do it like three times, but it kind of resets him. And a lot of times we have to take deep breaths. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. We're It's actually a joint. Uh, it's a joint exercise. It's for all of us. Uh, we all need to take the deep breaths. But yeah, you're right. It's um, those are things. And, and when you say like we don't discipline him, we certainly you know, we, we redirect him for if he's doing something he shouldn't be able to redirect him. But it's not like, give me your iPad. You can't have it anymore. Go to your room. Give me your iPhone. Um, you can't play with this anymore. You can't watch that anymore. That's not what you want to do, um, at least in his in his situation. No, it would just make things way worse. Way worse. And a lot of people that have toddlers, like the, our typical kids, um, they put them in timeout. Like he's never been in timeout before. That's right. just not something that's going to work for us. No. And and again, you learn that through patience. You just have to, you know, I mean, even using the word no or stop it, we've learned is very, uh, that's not really the best way. Or um, say Because it's like, a sudden, it's a sudden change in the circumstance. He does not like it. He doesn't understand it. Um, he gets very upset by it. Yeah. And God forbid you say, why are you doing this? Oh, I know. That's, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, what did I just do? That's... <laughs> Again, you just have to go through it. There's no hack. You know, there's no, there's a lot of like uh, influencers uh, and Insta- on Instagram and LinkedIn and stuff. And, you know, they're like, I'm the, I'm the autism parent coach. And some of them have, have good ideas, good starting points. But it, honestly, you've got to go through it. You got to let it wash over you. And, um, and you got to find a way that that is going to connect for you and, and your child. That's the only way to do it. 
Right. You know, that's the only way to do it. All right, let, let's jump back here real quick. I got, I got a little unfocused because I wanted to go through, I want to go through the top five celebrities who have children who are autistic. All right, so these are parents um, of autism. And I will, I'm going to do a little clip here and, and to see if Melissa can guess very quickly um, where these people are from, kind of what made them famous. Okay, this, this is a soundtrack to a very famous movie that this actor was in. Okay, so this actor is the parent. This is the soundtrack. This, this song was in, was in the movie. All right, this is the song in the movie. First off, name the movie. Rocky. Yeah, it's too easy. I've seen it a million times. All right, but now you got to name the who's the who's the actor. I mean, there's a lot of people starring act in, in uh, Rocky. Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone is. Uh, you're absolutely right. So he was. Uh, that was a great movie. Was there like five of them now? I think there's like five. Mm, at least. Yeah. So um, Sylvester Stallone. He had a, a son, a late son, named Sage Stallone, and he was uh, diagnosed with, with autism. And I got to tell you, that's something that, you know, I mean, we know a lot about all of these celebrities. That is something I did not know about um, Sylvester Stallone. Just I didn't either. Never, yeah, had never heard of it. I've never just, seen him. Never the child. Y- yeah. I, and, and, you know, it's just, um, again, like, you know, this is something he talked about briefly a couple of years ago, and, and nobody knew. You know, I mean, this wasn't something he talked about with the press or anything like that, so... Um, again, it's becoming a little more, a little more common for these celebrities to come out and, and talk about it. Okay, here is another one. Okay, who is this? I need a minute for this one. You need a minute? <laughs> I feel like they all sound the same back then. I'm not going to give you a minute, but uh, this was a very popular song. Tony Braxton. That is Tony Braxton. The song is called Unbreak My Heart. Uh, Tony Braxton, yeah, I mean, she's won Grammys, and her son is uh, Diesel. His name's Diesel, and he is—he's um, been diagnosed with autism again. I mean, Tony Braxton's a megastar, and that's not somebody that you—you know—you—you you don't know her for that. You don't know her for being a, an autism mom. No, and maybe they didn't—they didn't want that, you know. Yeah, I think too. That's that is part of it. Is is I think you know back in the day, you know, they've got you know we talked about it, the fame and and fortune and success, and then. You know, and then all of a sudden it's kind of, um, you know, this is a, this, you know, we talked about this too before. This affects careers. There's a lot of special needs families that lose work. They lose income. And, you know, not that that would affect these, these celebrities so much, but my goodness, how are you going to tour when you're going through a diagnosis? How are you going to, you know, go and do all of these events? If your, your son or daughter's going through something serious uh, related to autism. I will say it's kind of, I don't know, relieving in a way to know that these people are also experiencing something you're experiencing, but they're able to have such success in life and yeah. their career. No, it's true. You know? It's true. Because I think it's easy, you know, we, we talked about this also, it's easy to have those, they're not excuses, but they're just, they're like these brick walls. And it's like, I can't go through this again. I can't go through another brick wall. I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm stressed out, you know. And so, but these people had to do it. They had to find a way to do it, you know? Yeah, it's great. Okay, so uh, Sylvester Sloan, Tony Braxton. Let's see if you know this. This is the song in the movie. Grease. Yeah, Grease is the movie. Who's the uh, celebrity? John Travolta. John Travolta. And he is the only one so far that I have heard 
that he does have a child with autism. Yep. Or it, did. Yes. Um, it was his late son, Jet, and um, it was with his... Um, uh, I don't. Are, is he still married to Kelly Preston? She passed away. She did pass away. That's yeah. a, I, I got that confused with, with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, uh, again, that's another one. He did talk about it a little bit. He did. He did talk about it a little bit. Probably more than anybody else on the list. A couple more too. Um, Jenny McCarthy. You know Jenny McCarthy. She had that show on MTV. Yes, and actually Jenny McCarthy was kind of known for that then. Once she came out and talked about it, then she was known as being an autism mother. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy came out in the very beginning and then kind of did not want to talk about it anymore. And then now is talking about it again. Right. And so uh, it's interesting to kind of go through all of that, but totally understandable. I mean, um, I mean, we can we can to- certainly, you know, uh, understand that. You know, there's times where I don't. You know, friends will ask, and you know, how's you know? Some days it's just, ah, oh, I just gotta shake free, you know. Then there's other days it's like I just want to keep going, you know, like cause maybe you help somebody. Well, it is hard to always be talking about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And at times you do want to turn it off, but. Uh, Robert De Niro is another one. Uh, his oh, son wow. Elliot, Dan Aykroyd, um, he himself has been diagnosed with with uh, Asperger's which is Spectrum, um, on the Spectrum, Dan Aykroyd, but then they also have a daughter um, who's been diagnosed uh, with autism. So uh, there's more, too. There's many more. You know, uh, Doug Flutie is another one that, that a lot of people talk about, the football player. Um, and and I, there's some more I just can't think off at the top of my head. But Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro, wow. yeah. Yeah. Casino was his big movie. Yeah. Well, he's had, well, a, he's yes. had a lot of big movies, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess that's maybe my favorite Robert De Niro movie, but... Yeah, you know, and and those are the ones that have that have talked about it to the to the press. Inevitably, there's other celebrities and stuff like that. But I just thought it was interesting to kind of look at the celebrity landscape um, as parents and parents with kids who have autism. And I don't I just thought it was kind of somewhat interesting to go. Wow. I, I just I had no idea. I had no idea, you know. Well, and it just makes you feel like they've been able to still have success in their careers and go on. And it's like, okay, we could do this. You can do this. You know, you can do this. Yep. And and I'm sure it's been tough at times. Um, and you know, I think there's going to be people who say, well, you know, but they had this, they had that. They had that. True, true, they did. But I got to tell you though, this is the like like the ultimate reset when when and of course, you know, to be fair, I'm speaking in certain functionalities. You're a very high functioning child with autism. You know, I think many people would tell you you're then avoiding some of the stuff that the, the you know, more medium functioning and then very lower functioning right. parents have to deal with, of course, because just some of the stuff is not so pronounced. But at the end of the day, this kind of resets your life, regardless of what you did, you know, regardless of the numbers on your bank statement. You know, this is serious stuff. And, and, and it's it can be it can be challenging uh, emotionally, physically. I mean, that's the one interesting thing about this is it's not like this one thing where you're affected. It's, it's like all everything. I mean, even physically, you know, um, being a special needs parent and, and, you know, millions of examples, but still having to pick your children up and, you know, potty, you know, um, changing diapers and stuff like that to do that to a, to a child who's strong and big and, and, and at times will fight you on that. I mean, that, you know, that takes it out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in as good a shape as I used to be. I go down and change a diaper sometimes. It takes like five minutes and I get up and I'm like, oh, I need a massage. You know what I mean? So. Well, and I will say just for any any kid, 
um, on the spectrum or not, kids are much harder for their parents, I feel like, um, than other people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, of course, because that's, you like know. Like, Cal acts way different for his therapist than he does for me. Right. Yeah. And we talked about that last week. He kind of assigns roles for people. And that's not something you can really negotiate. You are who you are in this moment. That's who he expects you to be. And if you're not really being that person, he's going to find a way to get you to be that person. Yes, he yeah. will. And so, you know, you just have to kind of evaluate the uh, the situation from there. But um, no, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's 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 one of those things where... You just have to go. And we talked about it earlier with patients. I'm now figuring out who he wants me to be right now, what he's expecting of me. How much of that can I give him while still maintaining like a safe environment and something that's good for him in the, you know, and, and right now. And I think a big part of this is just learning to understand your child. I mean, we have four other kids that did a lot of the stuff on the same timeline. And this is more figuring out who your child is, training yourself to be what he needs, you know, meeting them, meeting your child where they're at. Yeah. Uh, coming up. All right. Take a quick break here just for just for two minutes. And I want to talk about our partners real quick. But coming up, I want to talk about a term that I think we made up, but but it was it's valuable. And I know we know from talking to other special needs parents that that it's important. Unconscious eating. Unconscious eating. And we kind of like I said, I think we made the term up, but. The, the kind of the situation will be will be pretty um, relevant to uh, to a lot of parents who have children with with autism. But first, we've got to thank our title sponsor, Tracy Slepsevic. She is also known as the Warrior Mom. You can go to warriormom.org. Her new book also is called Warrior Mom. Uh, great book. Melissa was one of the first in the country to read it. Tracy was nice enough to send it on. But warriormom.org. This is uh, we've described this as a guidebook for parents. Um, you know, when you get into autism and a diagnosis, um, especially when you're dealing with pediatricians, it is important to do the research, to make phone calls, to make connections with people. And Tracy kind of really mapped out how she did that. The subtitle for the book is A Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son with Autism. Again, it's called Warrior Mom, and you can get connected with Tracy at warriormom.org and uh, connect with her on all of her socials and, and, and all of that. So... Thank you for uh, for Tracy for being part of the journey with us here at Daily Autism. You can also connect to uh, Tracy at dailyautism.com. Also, our friends at the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach. So tomorrow is Father's Day, and not that we need a not that we need a, a day to go to Krabby Bills. We love Krabby Bills. That's been our family spot for six and a half years now. But they're great people. It, uh, they're operated by a great family, and we just appreciate their partnership here at Daily Autism. But they've got this great special going on tomorrow for Father's Day at Krabby Bill's. This is all day. It's the surf and turf. So the ribeye steak, and you're going to get that grilled shrimp. Uh, I'm ready to go today. We should celebrate Father's Day today and tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the mashed potatoes, the veggies, and then, of course, they're doing the uh, Reese's, peanut, uh, Reese's peanut butter pie with the uh, the whipped cream, the fresh whipped cream. So thank you to Krabby Bills, the original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks Beach, Florida. Of course, all through the week because we use that for date night too. We tell special needs parents, take advantage of date night. Don't miss, you got it. You still got to be you. Got to have fun. Got to love life. So they have uh, music uh, daily at the loading dock, original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach. Ooh, 
And welcome back to the Daily Autism Radio Show on these great radio stations on the Gulf Coast of Florida, all throughout the Tampa Bay area, which is where we live. Also getting down into Sarasota and all those areas in between. You can catch us online, and uh, we'd love to communicate with you on all of our social media channels at dailyautism.com. Also, um, you can connect with our Autism Hotline. This is America's only autism hotline, which is there at dailyautism.com. We have a LinkedIn newsletter. All the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. I know I'm leaving some out, but, you know. YouTube. YouTube. Thank you for I knew <laughs> I was leaving one out. YouTube, which uh, posting a lot of videos and a lot of our podcast episodes as well. We've got hundreds of podcast episodes, which, again, you can link to us at dailyautism.com. And um, Melissa has created a, a very dynamic channel on Facebook, which you can link to as well. We've actually, we've got some great people on Facebook. And, you know, we mentioned it earlier. Sometimes you just need to consume the content of the people who are going through the stuff that you're going through. It, it just, it helps. It's healthy. Well, even me connecting with people on Facebook, it makes me feel like I have support, you know? Exactly. And, and you know, who would have thought, like, for, for all the... For all the negativity that social media gets, and some of it's, you know, more than fair, but to be able to have these groups and be able to connect with people, it's really cool. It's, it, it's really cool. I mean, we've, you know, we've made some good friends, and we've learned some things. Hopefully, we've helped other people learn some things, and so it's been pretty cool. It's uh, Daily Autism on Facebook, but again, to get all the links, dailyautism.com for all of our social channels. Okay, we talked right before the break about unconscious eating. I'll let you kind of explain what it is or what we, you know, why we coined the phrase unconscious eating. Well, Cal is a very, very picky eater. He eats um, only certain things, and a lot of what he eats is carbs, and he doesn't get a lot of exercise besides swimming. So, for instance, pizza. Like, if he's eating pizza and it's yummy pizza, which he calls it. He calls it yummy pizza. He'll keep asking for more and more and more. And at a point in time, we were just giving it to him because he's asking what he wants and he's verbal. And we're like, thank you for telling me what you want. Then it became a point in time where it's like he was starting to gain weight. And I'm like, what's going on? And you're like, he is just eating and eating and eating and not even paying attention. And I realized he does not know when he's full. Or and doesn't know how to express that. So we kind of had to, um, what is the word? Like, <laughs> tell him, <laughs> Well, we just, to, let's just wait a second. Yeah, we would refocus him, you know, so like Melissa said, he would be locked in. You know, for instance, Curious George is one of his favorite um, cartoons, which is really interesting, you know, for a lot of reasons. I mean, Curious George doesn't talk. You know, he's kind of being led by his his people, specifically the guy in the in the hat. Yellow hat. The, yeah. Which he has a name. He does. Uh, I forget his first name. Uh, Ted. Ted Shackelford. Is the, <laughs> yeah. If, if, you, if you were not thinking that you were going to listen to the radio program today and learn about what the guy in the yellow hat's name was from Curious George, Ted Shackelford is his name. We researched it. <laughs> and we only know that because of Cal. Right. We said his name and he knows. Well, we said, do you know who Ted Shackelford is? He goes, yes. So I was like, <laughs> if you ask somebody our age and their forties, oh, no no they have idea. no. They're like, he doesn't have a name. Yeah. Oh, he has a name. Well, they don't use it. They've only. I think. I think I read they only used it like once or twice ever, and for whatever reason that they they didn't use it anymore. But but it's just crazy. A five year old figure that out. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's it's wild. But so you know, he'll be watching it, and then so he's watching what curious George is doing, what's going on in the show. And he'll just kind of lift his, his plate up and go more pizza, please more yummy pizza. Okay. So then you give him a piece 
he eats it pretty quick because he's locked in on his show. Well, then the same thing happens. He just lifts it up. He's not even looking at you or looking at the plate. He's looking down at his, at his iPad. More yummy pizza, please. It's almost like an assembly line, right, where he just wants you to put on and just keeps coming around. So what we figured out was we have to redirect him and say, okay, first we're going to finish watching Curious George, then maybe we'll have more yummy pizza. You know, you have to, you have to kind of step by step. This is how right now is going to go. And then maybe, depending on what happens, you know, right now in the next moment or two, we'll see what happens after that. And I'd say probably 90% of the time, 95% of the time, he's totally refocused. You kind of break that cycle of the assembly line and he doesn't go back and ask for it again. Right. Which first and then is a very common thing to be used um, with autism or any type of therapy. And after like he's getting plenty of food still, but instead of giving him four pieces of pizza, we give him two. Right. And we give him a chance to kind of let his food settle. And then he realizes he's full and then he's like, doesn't ask for any more pizza. Yeah. I mean, I looked, I mean, it takes a human body. I think it's about 20 minutes I read to actually start feeling full, to start the process of feeling full. And so he wasn't even giving himself that time. He was just it was just more food, more food. Again, that's why we called it unconscious eating. He just he just wasn't aware he kept eating. And, you know, the other thing is, too, I mean, we've all been too full before. That feels terrible. Oh, yeah. That's like one of the, that's actually like one of the worst feelings I've ever had is like when you eat so much, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't move. You feel like you're in a sweat. It's hard to walk. Well, and <laughs> you know? he knows when he's hungry. But like you said, he's just locked in on a video and just forgets. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. And so like, those are the things you have to sort of manage and you have to pay attention to. And we just really weren't, you know, I mean, we dropped the ball for whatever reason. It's just, it's just hard to manage and keep up with everything. But then once we realized it and, and it's, it's funny because it's not always with like pizza. It's, he has eaten a whole bag of steamed broccoli before in one sitting. And he loves broccoli, which is in great. any form, steamed, raw, sauteed, any form. But this kid will eat handfuls of broccoli. Which is great. No complaints on that. Right. But again, like even broccoli, like sometimes enough is enough. I mean, broccoli has so much protein in it. You talk about filling you up. And part of the other reason for this is, too, is because we mentioned even at five, he's not potty trained. Very typical for children with autism, especially uh, at the function that, that he is. You know, you would have, you know, the more you eat, the more you got to go. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just that's that. And so, right. you know, that was becoming an issue of, oh, man, it just it doesn't stop. You know what I mean? It's like it just doesn't stop. Well, we're it's, always on watch. Is it, it going to happen? Right. Right. And so a lot of uh, challenges can be uh, alleviated. I don't want to say solved, but alleviated by making one change. And so that was another thing that we, we needed to cut down on the the frequency of some things happening because some other things would happen after that. And uh so again, it's it's always on your tippy toes, always focusing, always researching, always thinking, always talking with other people. Another good thing, you know, for people who are, again, families just entering this stage or if you're new into the stage, you know, talk with the therapist, you know, something like like unconscious eating. They will have ways to help you redirect because a lot of it is redirection. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of it is just. Of course, you're not going to say you can't eat or you can only eat twice a day. I mean, that's that's. No, that's unreasonable. That's crazy. But this is about like redirecting in the moment so that it's like, yeah, all right, you've already had half a plate of broccoli and two pieces of pizza. It's okay. We're going to finish this 
And maybe in a little bit, we'll have another snack, you know, and it doesn't always happen on the first try. But we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, and it's like more time than not, he's not hungry anymore, and he doesn't ask for it anymore. But I did want to talk about um, Cal stuffs his mouth a lot of times. So we, he's almost six years old, and we worry about choking. But a part of that is something called pica. Pica is something really that we've learned along the way with dealing with autism, and it's putting edible things in your mouth. So even something— Or, or sometimes not edible things. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Non-edible things. Right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's early. Yeah. So um, he actually picks the paint off the wall. Yeah. And he will stick that in his mouth. Like our front door is destroyed. Uh, leaves, dry leaves. It has that crackly kind of sensation. Um, he's done that before. That's been a thing. You know, going outside, going to a park. Um, you know, there are moments where I'm like, do I have the energy to go to the park today? You know? Well, even people bring the, uh, like leave their trash, like bottle caps and, I know you know, from like their Coke bottle and stuff. Um, but even at the beach early on, it was the sand. It was. And I tell you, that was that's a scary moment because that's the kind of thing that if you can't get that under control, you wonder if you can go to the beach anymore for whatever reason. And everything would that's around me, I'm, I'm knocking <laughs> on right now. I mean, everything that used to be a tree, I am uh, knocking on. And for whatever reason, he was able to kind of distance himself for that from that. I haven't seen it in a while. So for him, the beach is really good because all the sensory, you know, you have the, the wet sand, the dry sand, the water. Something with him is like he likes being surrounded. So water is really good for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you find that moment, you know, whatever that is. So for us, it's the beach and the pool. You know, we try to build as many things in our day and our week and really our life. Uh, around those things because, you know, it, it, it's where he's happy. I mean, even to the point where we've had conversations about moving, you know, there an opportunity for, for me to move and go somewhere and, and, um, and, and, and have a career. But in those areas, it just wasn't going to be good for him and in turn, not good for everybody else. So, you know, you, you start building your life around these things, these sensory things, you know, stuff that they need. We were at the beach yesterday and I mean, I got to tell you, he was just having a blast. He just, he was, you know, he was looking at the birds. He loved it. He loved the, the sensation. You know, him when you're on the shoreline and the water rolls up on a wave and then it runs out and kind of all that sand, it feels like you're sinking. All the sand's kind of running over you and the water's going over your legs. Yeah. He loved, I mean, th that yesterday was just hitting him in a way that he was just so happy. And you know, those are the moments where you're like, he's getting everything he's got to get right now. He's getting those sensory feelings because flapping and, and many special needs parents know what know what flapping is. It's literally you see a child who's flapping. It, it looks like they have wings with their arms. and They're trying to fly. You know, that's because they're getting the sensory. They're getting all of that that they need. They're feeling it. And, and it's it's whatever box they need checked in that moment. They're getting it. Yeah, and for so that's called stemming, which there's a lot of different forms of stemming. And when he's flapping, it means he's happy. Yeah, and so, you know, when you see that, when, when he's got the sensations going and he's in an environment that he loves, you know, it makes us happy. Very and happy. Because that's, you know, I, you hear a lot of parents say, oh, I never know if my kid's having fun. I never know if my kid's, you know, this. it's like, oh, no. With Cal, we know when he's having fun, right. you know, and because and, he, can't, he can't control it. Like, he can't control showing you how much fun he's having. Now, the flip side of that, of course, is when, when he's sad or angry. 
they also, you know, that's also a problem for him to control. So um, everything with autism at Cal's functionality is just, everything is amplified. Everything's times 100. Right. So, you know. Hearing, feeling, seeing. Tasting. Right. Wanting. Yeah. Needing. It's, you know, somebody asked me before, how would you describe autism? And I don't know where I got this. I just, I don't know. It just made sense in the moment. I said, imagine being able to see sounds and hear colors. And the person just kind of looked at me. And then I kind of looked at them. I'm like, I don't even know if that makes any sense. <laughs> but I, I, for me, it just, I don't know. I, I, I could almost believe that Cal can see, co- uh, sorry, see sounds and hear colors. I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, of course, because we're, you know. Right. We're, we're, we're on the other side of this now. But I don't know. I always trying to find ways to put it into terms that maybe if and not even to get people to understand it's it's hard to get people to understand if you don't live with this but maybe just to be curious about it and and maybe you know try to understand a little more do a little research it's you you have to kind of come up with things like that for people to go hmm well that's interesting like i wonder how that works it is hard for people to understand it so i describe it as um i have to teach him everything my other kids taught themselves I have to teach him everything. Like he had to be taught how to go to school, what his expectations are, you know? Yeah. He has to be taught how to put his clothes on and off. And but the other kid just learned by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's a great way to put it. And, and having to, to not only teach him, but also it's almost like reteaching. You have to keep talking them through it. You know, yeah. and, and 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 that's those are the moments where I think if if you're a family who's utilizing um therapy services, which, listen, everybody's different. Um, you know, it's really helped us. It's really helped Cal, you know, and, but Melissa was very, um, aggressive early on with it, you know, and, and listen, there's times where, you know, that, you know, therapists come and go, this is a career for them. Sometimes they got to leave and take other jobs that can be very stressful. You know, I've heard parents say, I'm really scared to get my child into a, a relationship with a therapist. Because they're the kind of child that if the therapist, you know, if they take to them and they really have a great relationship and they leave, it's going to be. And, you know, I think for us, we've had to go through that. And it's almost just the chance you have to take. Well, and at first, our first therapist that we lost, we still stay connected to. um, But I now take it as every new person that enters his life is giving us something that we didn't have from the last person. Yeah, that's great. That's great. They're learning. He's learning different stuff from different people. I mean, we're all different, you know. Yeah. No, that is, we talked about it. We touched on it briefly uh, on the last radio show, but about variety and mixing it up. And something we've done very well is we try not to let it get too consistent. uh, Yeah. And I know that sounds, I know that that sounds backwards. The consistency is in the overall patterns, like, like, like we consistently want him to have therapy. We consistently want him to develop, but how you do that, the people where the therapists are. I mean, I thought we did a great job, you know, when we first got him into therapy, some therapy sessions um, were at home, some were at the park, some were at the beach. I mean, we've had him in a variety of, of uh, settings and environments because we want him to live his life like that. So we want him to be understanding that there is another world out there than just the house. I think too, it's probably the one big area of opportunity for parents who are doing therapy is to also get out of the house and do therapies. We've taken him um, to a pizza restaurant before, 
because he has to learn how to go out to eat. Yeah, he has to learn to go to eat. You have to sit in a spot. There's going to be other people eating that you don't know. You have to talk them through the process. Um, One thing also, for him- there's going to be somebody which isn't like the house that comes to the table and asks what you want, and you're not going to know this person, right? <laughs> you know, and then they're going to disappear for about 20 minutes. Then they're going to come back with the food. I mean, you have to go through this whole thing, right? You know. No, and a lot of this, there there could be like a standstill. So if he is not progressing, and I feel like it's like staying at a certain place, and he's not moving forward, then I switch it. And I probably drive you crazy because I switch stuff all the time. Oh, yes. But I do it to benefit him, and it's and it's worked so far. Yeah, I mean, I tell you know people all the time, you were um, way more vigilant in the beginning than I would have been. Of course, now I, 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 you know, knowing what I know now, but I just didn't know then. But you were way more vigilant. I think you had that great mom instinct. I just think you had that instinct of I know what he needs. Like you felt it. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, and for me, it was just more. We'll get there. We'll baby step it. We'll, you know, and I don't know. Is that a guy thing? That might be a guy thing. I don't know. I mean, I also think that it took you a little bit more time to except knowing like this is our new thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, Oh, without a doubt. And you know, um, I think that's very common. I, I, and I'm not saying that to make me feel normal. It just, well, let me put it like this. I think it's common when you've had kids, other kids, older kids, um, you know, not on the spectrum. And you've had what people would call a, a, a normal childhood where, where they would development or, or I'm sorry, develop at normal stages at, at, understood and typical stages of life and so we are so lucky we had four children great athletes great kids um all were you know on time or way ahead of development and yeah so then something like this happens and so you know it's like oh he's not going to play flag football at six at the recreation center like all of our other kids did you know and and yeah so i think that's absolutely right you just you had that you had that mom spirit you know that mom spirit animal. And, uh, you were like, uh, you know, just, just vigilant. You were just, you know, I mean, you really looked at it as, as a, as a job, as a full-time job. Like you had to get these things done. It wasn't something you wanted to do. You had to get them done. Well, I definitely think when people say mama bear, it's true, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I want to go back to like the day he was diagnosed and they're giving me this paperwork and there's a book in there a pamphlet that's 100 days of an autism diagnosis and the rest of it is loads and loads of of therapy centers and I took the diagnosis I cried a little bit woke up the next day and immediately got to work because he needed me yeah so I spent my whole day calling people and finally I got through and whatever it all worked out with um an ABA company and we're still with that company yep and there's a lot of mixed um, views on ABA, but I think a lot of therapy is just who you have. You know, it's all about like building the relationship. Yeah, I, I, I have seen some families, you know, from my view, be careful about getting involved with a, here's what you got to do. You're, you're trying, this is a person, you're trying to find that person whatever it's called that that they're doing you know i think a lot of people are starting to maybe overthink you know the model you're trying to find that right person that connects with your your child and when you find that my goodness it's like gold i mean it's it's great cuz you see the development you see the you know i mean it would it would be interesting when when cal we were probably maybe 2 months into this and we would say the night before hey lolo's coming tomorrow 
and you guys are going to practice, you know, this, you know, putting on your, your, your shoes or something like that. Right. And he would, you know, in the beginning he was, he was kind of numb to it, you know, but then he was like, oh yes, oh yes, Lolo comes tomorrow. We'll put our shoes on, you know, and right. it's, it was just neat to see there was almost an excitement, you know, of, of, okay, tomorrow's going to be a good day. It's going to be, you know, once you find that, that personality that connects with your, your child, it makes it really cool for the parent. Cause you go, okay, now we're developing here. We're, we're taking some steps. Well, and one thing that um, I think that we've learned from it in our style um, is not a strict ABA. It's like they take his lead and they kind of follow. And we actually do the same thing at home. Yeah. I mean, we're following his lead. Yeah. No, it's absolutely right. All right. Well, as we wrap up this uh, show, and again, uh, thanks to these great radio stations uh, for putting on this uh, content, which is... Um, really much needed in the media landscape as, um, you know, the prevalence of autism grows and grows. We just talked to so many families, but thank you also very much to uh, Tracy Slepsevic, the Warrior Mom. You can connect with her at warriormom.org. Her book is out now. She's very active on her socials. Uh, she is a, an entrepreneur, a life coach. She's an expert in health and fitness. She's speaking across the world, warriormom.org, for the book and to connect with Tracy on her socials. Also, the great people at Krabby Bills, the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach. I think we'll be there tomorrow for Father's Day. That that surf and turf just sounds way too good to turn down. So, oh, peanut butter pie, your favorite. I'm, I'm, man. If you want me, if you want to get me somewhere, get excited. Just say peanut butter, and I'm all about <laughs> it. It might be my number one food group, but thank you uh, for your support. The original Krabby Bills on Indian Rock Beach. Also, America's only autism hotline, which you can find at dailyautism.com. And while you're there, connect with us. We're online 24-7 via all of our social networks, including YouTube Now, LinkedIn, uh, the LinkedIn newsletter, uh, and uh, a variety of other blogs and news newsletters that we have out at dailyautism.com. And we'll be back next week for another show.